0: Thank them, okay? (laughs) All right, let's pray. God, we give you honor today, Lord. We glorify your holy name, Lord. God, we thank you, Father, for how you love us, oh God. The joy that we have today, Father, is because, Lord, you have given us freedom, Lord. Like that song said, Lord, that when we were prisoners, oh God, that you will still today, Father, you've given us freedom, Lord. That, Jehovah God, we can run around uh, praising you, God, living our life, oh God. Jehovah God, no matter how much we fail, Lord. Over and over and over, you continue to love us, God. You continue to care for us, God. You continue to call us to you, O King of glory, Jesus. And mighty King of glory, thank you for today, Lord. Each and every one of us, God, came here this morning, Lord, because we need a touch from you, Lord. Jehovah, God, we might not know the extent that we need a touch, O Lord, but you do, God. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we submit our hearts to you, Lord. We submit our minds, O God. We submit everything we have, O Lord, that, Jehovah, God, we may lean onto you Lord so we can hear what you have for us oh God. Jehovah God it doesn't matter where we've come or what's, what we've had throughout the week Lord but Jehovah God now we get you right now Lord we get to you King of Glory God we get to hear you God we get to hear you Father we get to see you King of Glory working in our lives oh God and I pray mighty King of Glory as we, as we hear the message Lord that you prepared for us God that you may touch our hearts oh God speak to us individually God in a deeper level oh God that Jehovah God Father, we don't come here different. We don't come out here the same, Lord. But we walk out here saying, "Lord, that we've been with Jesus, God." So, Father, move me out of the way, God, and speak to your people, myself included, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we are continuing with Matthew nine, nine to thirteen, and uh, the title for the message today is, is: "Is there a doctor in the room?" So, rhetorical: Is there a doctor in the room? Okay, I wanna make sure when I preach I'm like I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about Jesus, right? Okay. So Matthew um nine nine thirteen it says, As Jesus passed as Jesus passed uh from there, he saw a man named Matthew, who is also his name is Levi, sitting at the tax office. And he said to him, Follow me. So he rose and followed him. Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the house that behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus heard that, he said, those who are well have no need of a physician, a doctor, but those who are sick, but those who are sick, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and sacrifice. For I did not come for the righteous, but sinners to repentance." So what's going on with this text? So Matthew, also known as Levi, is a tax collector. And he's sitting in a tax office. And Jesus is walking by. And don't forget that Jesus is not just walking by himself, he has a multitude of people following him. He's walking and and people want more and they want more, Whether whether they want to hear him or whether they want something from him, there's a lot of people, right? But Jesus looks over. To the tax collector who's sitting in the tax office. Matthew did not get up and go look for Jesus. He, Jesus, looked at him and saw him sitting there. And then Jesus said, follow me. And he got up and left. And of all the people, Jesus would ask a tax collector to be able to follow him. And who are these tax collectors? So the tax collectors worked for the Roman government. The oppressive Roman government, right? They were seen as traitors. They worked for the other side. Right? They, they, they they help the foreigner oppress the people. And then they were charged with a certain amount of money, and the rest of the money they would keep. Yeah. So pretty much what they will do is, if they need to meet their quota, they will oppress people as much as they can, and they'll meet that quota, but then for the rest of the time, they'll be well in their pockets. Yeah. This is the person that Jesus is calling. Yeah. They, they, were, they abused the system and only fed their mouth. They were despised, Very, very much because, again, these were not Romans. These were people who were in the same country. So a good example is you are are an American right now. Another country comes and oppresses us. And some of us decide to go and work for the other country, be able to to be pushing you to take money. So that's why we are looking at a tax collector. It wasn't just just somebody. This was a vile sinner, right? Somebody who was against his people, somebody who was doing the wrong things. So think about it. Of all the people who are following Jesus, of all the people that Jesus would have called, of all the people who were actually walking towards Jesus and walking with Jesus, Jesus looks over and gets to see this guy and he calls him. That's the God that we serve. I can see why the Pharisees would be frustrated that he's... Literally, he's, uh, Jesus is calling them because for the Pharisees, the reason why they were so frustrated about that is because they thought that Jesus was going to come and overt- uh, overthrow the Roman government. So the same person that you're hoping that is going to take you away from oppression is the same person that's supporting the people who the oppressors are using. So my first point is this. Jesus is passing by. In Matthew's life, it was another week, another day. The guy woke up and... He, he went and he did what he did. He swindled money. He, he took money from everybody. The Bible doesn't tell us that, it doesn't tell us if Matthew had heard about Jesus. But thinking about it, he was an influential person because he had money. So most probably, there was something that he had heard about Jesus. It was something small in his life that it cost him to just know, but not to go and act on that. His life, maybe there was something that was missing. And the reason I say maybe there was something that was missing is because when he was caught by Jesus, it doesn't say that he waited. It doesn't say that he hesitated. It says that he got up and left. But this thing in his life wasn't causing him enough trouble or pain to be able to go to Jesus. He was just comfortable in his own issues. That thing that was missing was not enough. But when Jesus caught him, he knew that it might be a time. See, for Matthew, we don't even know, but maybe he had learned to stay in his state. After all, he had a great job, right? Right? He had a great job. After all, he had many friends. He drew a party and there was a lot of friends. After all, he had maybe a lot of Facebook friends and his Instagram was popping, right? Because of all the things that he was doing, right? So, but his life was lavish. But then when Jesus called him, he had to make a choice. Jesus came by and says to him, Matthew, come on over. Let's go. And there must be something that was tying in his heart. There must be something that was tying in his heart. And at that moment, he had to choose whether he had to listen to his heart and know that there was a void that was going on. Or he had to choose and say, no, I'm going to stay in my own mess right now. But he hit the call and he let healing begin. See, like some of us, we know deep inside, deep inside that we are not living as God has called us. We are not who God has called us. There's something in our heart that's tying in and saying, maybe I've been in this situation for such a long and I'm comfortable and I don't want to let go. And so when the voice of God comes, the question is, are we going to heed? Are we going to start counting the cost and trying to figure out, are we going to continue to move towards Jesus or are we going to stay in the same place? It doesn't say that Matthew stood there and counted his cost about what he lost. He moved and then God took care of him. Sometimes we feel in our life that we are stuck. There is no way out. But this morning I'm letting you know that Jesus is passing by. Jesus is passing by and he's calling and saying, I see you sitting in your mess. I see you sitting there thinking that you're comfortable. I see you going day by day, but I know your heart and I'm calling, Come and follow me. That's right. That's Psalms 145 18 says, The Lord is near to all those who call upon him, to all who call upon him with truth who call upon him with truth. Meaning that you have to be honest with God. He already knows your heart. If you call upon him with with just malice, that Lord, I'm going to call you just to call you, He is not going to answer. But if you call him with truth, knowing where you are, what's going on in my life, and there's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, I am so scared of letting what I have go, but I know you can help me. Some of my best prayers that God has answered is those prayers that have gone before God, and I'm like, Lord, this is what I feel. I don't like this situation. I don't like these people. I don't know what's going on, but I need you to do something in me. But I'm willing. My heart is willing. Are you willing this morning? The question is, is there a doctor in the room? There is a doctor in the room. Bring your problems to him this morning. My second point is this He rose up and followed Jesus. Matthew rose up and followed Jesus. For Matthew, the rich, influential man, following Jesus meant the unknown. He could no longer have unlimited finances. He could no longer have the class of the people that he was hanging out with. He could no longer predict what the next part of his life was going to be because once he was done with that, he was following a man that did not even have a home. He was going to the unknown. I love the transformation that happened in Matthew because it was immediate. And the Bible says in Luke 5.29 that then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house, Give him Jesus. And there was a great number of tax collectors, another who sat down with him. The transformation for Matthew was so strong that he could not contain it. So what he did is he threw a party for Jesus because he hadn't realized what God has done in his life. And he didn't just throw a party with just his family, but he brought all the tax collectors and sin, so they can come and see this man who had transformed his life. I wonder if that's our life when God God transforms our heart and touches us. That we go out to the mountaintop and preach and say, look at what God has done for us. Because you and I have been charged to be that light on top of the mountain. That if you you take your light and cover it, then nobody is going to be able to see it. But I know even for myself, there are places where sometimes God will call me and he will tell me he will change my life, but I'm scared because I don't know what my friends are going to say. I don't know what my people at work are going to say. I don't know if I can hang out with those people anymore. I don't know if I can go to those places anymore. But God is saying, You get me. You get me. Matthew 9.10, Now it happened as Jesus sat at the table in the uh, the house, and behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. It was an opportunity for those. Not only was Matthew changed, but he created an opportunity for people to hear Christ. What if that was our life every single day? That when God touched our hearts, that when our lives are transformed, That we create opportunity for the next brother and sister. That we don't just say we've attained and we are there. But we create an opportunity for them to still have the same grace and mercy and favor that we are having in our life. The text tells that many tax collectors came to party. We can assume they just came to hang out, just they always did. But on that day, Matthew was celebrating a life change. It was a different kind of party. One that was celebrated him from being spiritually dead and to being alive. And through that process, they got to learn learn that Matthew had been changed. He was saying, I'm denouncing all these friends. Physically, he was saying, this might be my last party. It might be my last hangout. These people are not going to follow me after I'm done, but I'm going to do it. And I'm going to go with a bang. I'm going to tell them about Christ and what he's done so they can hear Jesus. And then after that, it's okay. I get to lose all my friends. I get to lose all my business opportunities. But I get to follow Jesus. He was saying, I'm okay with losing everything of this world. And gain Jesus because he is Lord. Mark 8 34 36 says, When he had called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said to them, Whoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up the cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and gospel will save it. For that which profits a man, if he gains the whole world and loses his soul. This morning I'm speaking to somebody. What does it benefit you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? What does it benefit you to keep doing what you're doing? What does it benefit you to create a facade that people think that you're doing okay? What does it benefit you to carry on with those business transactions, to continue doing what you're doing to end up losing your life? What does it benefit you? Is there a doctor in the room? Yes, there is a doctor in the room and he wants an appointment with you. My third point is this, it's open season. The Bible says that as he passed by, as Jesus was passing by. It wasn't like Jesus was sitting down, it was he was passing by. He was going from one point to another. And that means that there was only a widow of opportunity that was open. If Matthew wasn't paying attention, he would have missed this opportunity. And this morning, I want you to be aware of that, that Jesus is passing by. And if you are not paying attention, you will miss that opportunity. How many times in our life that we are so caught up in everything that we are doing, that we are on our phones, on our jobs, on our families, on the things we are doing, that we are so caught up keeping our eyes down, that when Jesus said, come and follow me, that we don't even hear that he's calling us. There was no telling when Jesus would pass by next to Matthew. This was the opportunity. There is no, there is no guarantee that we're going to be here this afternoon. There is no guarantee at all. And so this might be your last call. Maybe this is the last time that Jesus is passing by. See, Matthew recognized the opportunity, a very rare one, and he rose and followed Jesus. This is not like missing a bus or a plane or, a, you know, or any of those things. He wasn't just going to come by. This was maybe the last opportunity that he had. Today is an opportunity, here, whether you're here in person or online or listening to this recording. That Jesus is saying, come and follow me. It happened today that you're in the right place and the right time to hear Jesus calling you. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in times of need. Who this morning needs grace? Who this morning needs mercy? It's here and it's with Jesus. See one of the things that uh, uh, helps me in growing in, uh, in my relationship with God is fasting and praying. I don't like fasting. I'm skinny. Okay? I've been, I've been trying to add weight for the last maybe 10 years, right? And so when I fast, literally, I lose like like six to eight pounds, right? No, it's not a good thing, trust me. okay? And and then I gain it. It takes me four months to gain it. And then after that I fast again and then I lose another one. So it's a cycle, right? But I'll tell you what. The other thing that I love most is I love to talk. Okay? Eh, two people, good. All right. <laughs> And when I, I love to engage in people, right? To engage people to know what's going on in their life. I drive. I'm an extrovert. Like, I love. I draw from people. Like, you know, come on, let's go. Let's go, right? When I'm talking, I have like three other things in my mind that I want to say before you say what you want to say, right? That's my life. Welcome to my head. Um, but one of the things that fasting does for me, it quiets me. When I'm hungry, I don't talk. And Eva just said yes okay <laughs> when i'm hungry i don't talk i talk very little right and so it just happened that when i was fasting and i continue fasting and it become a discipline that i don't like but i continue to do it because i pursue it And i was like god how come every time i'm fasting i hear you more than i other days no. and he said, because you are quiet i'm always talking <laughs> right <laughs> He said, God is always talking. God is always talking. He's always telling me. He's always speaking to us. But we are so caught up in our own things that we cannot hear what's going on. And this morning, I know there's somebody who's asking, yes, I want to hear the Lord. I want to know what's going on. Start with fasting. Maybe three days, seven days. Then guess what? God has always been speaking. And you will hear him, guarantee. There is no question about that. You will hear him. Jesus is calling you from where you are today. He's saying, follow me. Be like Matthew. Know that our lives are just but our bread. Here today and gone tomorrow. And I know that we all want to matter in our life. We all want to be substantial. We want to, at the end of this life, we want to leave a legacy. And that's why we are working hard. That's why we are doing the things we are doing. That's why we wake up very early in the morning and we go work. That's why we, we keep our families the way we do. We provide to our families. We want to raise our family in a godly way. But then we have to be very careful that we don't caught up with those things. Because if we look at Matthew, he could have made a big you know in our own times right now. Having that much money, he would have made a huge legacy that's going to carry for generations. Right? But guess what? He gave that up for even something better. This morning we are reading his writing on Matthew. It's transforming our lives even after he's far gone. How much more if we could seek the things of God? How much more if we could just let those things that look so big and good that we get to follow Christ and our legacy of serving God and being used by God and God transforming us continues for the rest of our life. Jesus is calling us. He said, follow me. Matthew went from being a taker to a giver. Matthew went from being a taker to a giver. That could be you this morning. That could be you. That you don't just continue to take more and more and more. But you start giving. Because guess what? Once you allow Jesus to to go in your heart, you're going to give much more than what you think you're providing. Either for your family, either for your friends, either for the community. You're going to do much more than that. Matthew left everything to go up to follow Jesus, left temporary wealth, left what he could just gain in this world, and got much more. Today, now, it's your call to go up and follow Jesus. Hebrews uh, 3.15 says, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, as Israel did when they rebelled. When you hear God's voice today, do not harden your heart. Isaiah 5, 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord, while he may still be found. Call upon him, while he's near. You guys know, a time is going to come, when we cannot find Christ. But this is a time. This is that window, that opened for Matthew. This is that window, that opens for you today. This is the window, that says, today God is calling, heed his voice. Is there a doctor in the house? Yes, there is a doctor in the room, and he can be found. My fourth point is this, what do you see? What do you see? Matthew 9:11 says, and when the Pharisees saw it, they said to these disciples, where does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? See, they did not ask Jesus. They asked the disciples. Because when they asked Jesus, Jesus already knew what they were thinking. This morning, Jesus knows what you're thinking. I might stay here and speak and, and say those words and it come to your heart. But God, Jesus knows exactly what's going on in your heart right now. He knows where you are. He knows the pain you are in. He knows the joys that you have. He knows the struggles you have. He knows what you're wishing for. He knows all these things and He's saying, Come, my burden is lighter than what you're carrying today. See, Jesus saw a man sitting in a tax office and he turned his head towards him where nobody wanted to look. Think about those, think about Matthew himself and the multitude. I don't know about you guys, but if you owe somebody money every month and a lot of money that he can ask at any time, you probably want to avoid them, right? Three people? Okay, myself, I try to avoid you. But this was the same person that Jesus looked onto. If there is an example of how bad and how far you could be gone, and still Jesus still wants your heart and wants your, wants your heart and wants to change your life, this is a good example. Of all the multitude that was following Jesus, none of them turned to, to Matthew. But Jesus still in the cloud where there was noise and all those things, looked directly him through the office. Matthew did not get up and go look for Jesus at all. Jesus went through to his office and said, you, come and follow me. Amen. And that's what God is doing. He's cutting through all the stuff that's in your life. He's cutting through all the lies in your life. He's cutting through all the, all the excuses that you might have. And He's saying, I'm coming through to you. It doesn't matter what I have because I need you. Amen. See, there is no direction that God cannot look. There is no part in your heart that God cannot see. He knows it all. He knows it all. Right now, Jesus knows everything that's going on in your life. He knows every, every little thing that's going on in your life. He knows your anxious thoughts. He knows the things that you're hoping for. He knows the thing you're praising Him for. And He knows the fears that you have. He already knows. And guess what? Even though He knows all those things, He still turns to you and says, Come and follow me today. Yeah. Even though He knows how deprived we are, Even though he knows how selfish we are. Even though he knows how we are all self-centered. He's still saying, come and follow me. I want to cut through all that stuff. See, I heard a pastor say, if you you ask God to guide your step, you have to be willing to move your legs. Because we wake up in the morning and it's like, yeah, God, guide my steps. God, walk with me. God, guide me. Show me what I did. And then we are stuck. We don't want to move. Jesus did not go and grab Matthew's hand and bring him out. Matthew had to get up and go to Jesus. This morning, you need to get up and go to Jesus. This morning, if you haven't given your life to Christ, when we do the outer call, you don't need somebody to come and grab you because Jesus is here. Just come up and give your life to Christ. Matthew did and he changed his life. A rare opportunity had just opened because Jesus was passing by. When Jesus heard that he said to them those who, ha- those who are well Do not need a doctor But those who are sick I praise God that Jesus came for me Who is sick Because if he didn't come for the sick If he didn't come for the people That are like me Who are sinners and thought they were doing well in life I would still be stoked in my own sin I thank God that he didn't just come for the elite people Who had already gathered it But he came for you and I And I praise God because my life has been transformed because Jesus came for the people who are sick like I. Today, you could enjoy the same grace, the same mercy, the same love, if you just allow Him. Because the point is, if I am sick and I'm not asking for help, how can we get help? If I I have an infection and it's eating me on the inside, I have to go to the doctor. And if I don't go to the doctor, then that infection is going to kill me. It's the same thing with where we are in our life. If we do not allow Christ to walk in our hearts, if we don't tell Him what's going on, if we do not cry for help, guess what? He's not going to help you. There has to be something that you're willing to do. We need to repent and turn away from our sin. To get up and walk towards Jesus, His arms are stretched wide open. Today I invite you to have the same transformation as Matthew and many other Christians did and come to Christ. Trust in God's ability and let him take control. Amen. And then Jesus continued to say, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and sacrifices. I did not come to call the righteous but sinners to repent In this verse, Jesus was quoting Hosea 6.6, For I desire mercy and sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offering. Because during the Hosea's day, people were just sacrificing. They were sacrificing and they had ignored the word of God. There was no knowledge of God. And that can relate to nowadays where I want to work hard so I can help the the needy. I want to work hard so I can help my church. I want to work hard so I can help my family. I want to work hard so I can do all these things. But then we put the Word of God on the side. God desires your heart knowledge of Him more than sacrifice. God desires the knowledge of him to know who he is so when he calls you you're not just wondering why he's calling you he's calling you so he can save you from the same thing that you think that you've attained what do you see? when you look at Jesus eating with his people what do you see? do you see a doctor? do you see a redeemer? do you see a savior? or you just see Jesus eating with sinners? what do you see? When you look, because, listen, depending on how you look at this, if you look and see Jesus as a redeemer in the middle of those people, if you look at him and you see that he's a savior, if you look at him and know that he's here to rebelate people, guess what? You understand that you have a chance as well. But if you look at him as somebody who's dealing with sinners, then guess what? It doesn't matter to you because it doesn't make any difference in your life. What do you see today? What do you see? Luke 18, 10, 14 says, two men went up to the temple to pray, and one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you for I am not like other men, extortionate, unjust, adulterous, and even tax collector. I fast twice a week, I give tithe of all that I possess." And the tax corrector, standing afar, he could not much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, have be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house, justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Yes. This morning we are not coming to you that, hey, I have it and I got it. But I'm coming to the Lord and saying, Lord, have mercy on me. That you gave me grace yesterday and I failed again today. You gave me grace today, this morning, but I still failed again. But God, you are graceful. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And Jesus is showing an example and saying, I will still continue to give you grace. I will still continue to give you mercy. I will still continue to save you. Who needs grace today? Who needs mercy today? I need mercy. I need grace today. See, an attitude of repentance, an attitude of awareness, an attitude of reflection of where you are and what's going on in your life moves the heart of Christ. An attitude of repentance, an attitude of self-awareness, not lying to yourself, knowing exactly where you were. An attitude of reflecting what you need to do and what's going on in your life does move Jesus' heart. And he's saying today, I am here, I'm calling you. See, I find it very interesting that when you get a new doctor, when you're looking for a new doctor, or when you're looking for your insurance changes and you have to find a new doctor, guess what? You have to call and make an appointment and sometimes the waiting list is that long. What if I had an infection I was dying, right? Call 911. But I, I, I think it's very interesting that you are calling for help. You're saying I need you to check my body. I need you to see what's going on so then I can be able to live for the next 4 months. Yet he wants me to wait or she wants me to wait for 4 months. But that's the world that we live in. And I praise God today that our Jesus does not have a waiting list. Yeah. I praise God today that when I say, Jesus, I need you right now, he doesn't say, "Come in four months. Let's put you on a calendar in four months. Amen. He says, I am right here. Come, I'm waiting for you. Today, Jesus is saying, come, lay your heavy burdens right here. I know and I see you. You're carrying burdens. You're carrying things that you should not be carrying. Because Christ is saying, come, come, let me do this for you. Come, he's calling you and saying, come and follow me. My arms are wide open. See, if we don't accept the call and we have that infection called sin, it cannot be hidden for long. Eventually, that sin will kill you or the infection is going to get treated. So you have to choose one of them. Don't let, it, don't, let go, don't let today go. Don't let this go untreated. The question is, is there a doctor in the room? And the answer is a resounding yes. And guess what? He's accepting new and returning patients. Yeah. Let's pray. Close your eyes. Lord, you say your word never returns void, o King of Glory, God. And I truly believe, Father, that this word does not return void, o King of Glory, God. I truly believe, o King of Glory, that we need a doctor, o King of Glory, Father. I know father spiritually when i look at people lord i see people who are ailing and sick oh god that needs you father king of glory today lord god i pray father that you may impress in you in them oh god you may impress in them father your word oh god that Jehovah god you may quiet the noise around them right now in the name of jesus father that they may hear you lord calling father in the midst of chaos and in the midst of the things that are going lord that you god they may hear you lord May the King of Glory, you reminded us that you know us, O oh Lord. You know where we are. You know what's going on in our life, Lord. You know, Jehovah, God, the things that are keeping us up at night, O oh God. You know, Jehovah, God, the fears that we have, Lord. And even more, O oh Lord, you know the things that we are holding on that we cannot let go, Father, because we are scared, Lord. But this, this afternoon, O oh King of Glory, Father. I pray to you over God, Father, that your spirit of redemption and a, free, a spirit of freedom, O oh God, will reign in freedom, victory, O King of glory, and set your people free, mighty King of glory, God. I pray to you over God, if there is that heart, O King of glory, that has not given its heart to you, O King of glory, if there is that heart, Father, that is not submitted to you, Lord, that this becomes a moment, Father, that they do not miss this moment, Lord, because we don't know the next time that you're going to be And this is a call for you. If you're in the congregation or online and you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you've not accepted that call from Him, this is your moment right now. Go ahead and raise your hand. and Let us pray with you. Let us welcome you to the house of the Lord. Let us welcome you so because we know that God is calling you today. He's saying, come. And as we wait for the rest of us, Pray for those people that their hearts might be moved. Pray for those people that their hearts might be changed. Pray for those people that they may give lives that you need Him today. Raise your hand and tell Him, Lord, I need you. I need you in my heart. I can't hold anymore. I can't continue to do what I'm doing.